On his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show alongside Stephen Simcox. Another exciting day of radio we have planned for you. And we'll take you to 2 o'clock. Uh, J-Mo will take over then. And we'll just kind of roll throughout the afternoon. 3 o'clock is when Glenn Stretch-Smith comes on for his hour. And then two hours, Tom Barfield somehow negotiated. Stephen, we all, all of us has ended up with a one-hour show. Tom, does that mean maybe Stephen, because he's the boss? Does that is that how he did that? He is four to six, two hours at the end of your broadcasting day. You'll be able to hear that. And, uh, Stephen, um, it's going to be very, very interesting today. At some point, we had the uh, the Baylor offensive coordinator on, Jeff Grimes, yesterday with us. And Jeff Grimes uh, was good, enjoyed talking to him, good Baptist man, had some good religious talk. Uh, but today, another good religious man. Baylor head coach Dave Aranda will be stopping by. Now, when exactly will that happen? Well, he's going to be on a Zoom call. It'll really be up, Stephen, to John Warner and Jerry Hill and some of those guys. Uh, Stephen Hawkins from AP. I was going to say Gonzalez. He's not around anymore. He's left us. He went somewhere else, took a bunch of money to go be like a morning TV guy. (laughs) Curtis Killen. I think Curtis Quillen. Curtis misses you, man. We were just getting in a rhythm with Curtis on a weekly basis. Yeah, the Kurt. When uh, when your accent happened, he he loved that segment. He loves talking to the Moes. Quillen's one of my guys. Killen, I like to say Killen, but he's a he's a he's a great he's a great guy, and he's done really really well stepping in and becoming the big dog over there. And of course, uh, with Nikki and Darby and all the the local uh, Matt, I'm a big fan of Matt. Who's my other guy? God, there's another guy that's not coming to mind all of a sudden. I, I like all our TV folks. I'm sorry. There's one guy that I'm a big fan of, and it's just not hitting me. Steven, you would know it. You would know it. So we got a lot happening today. And uh, Dave Aranda, I mean, the Grand Poobah himself, will be on a Zoom call, and then he'll jump over, call the hotline, and we'll have him on. If you've got a question for the Baylor head coach, and uh, be serious, we can't just ask crazy stuff. I mean, I like crazy stuff, but you could always uh, text us. I might, we might use it. We reserve the right to use your question if it's a good one. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Okay, that is the text line. You can also call us sometimes on that line, and uh, we're going to have a really nice talk with Dave Aranda. Big news coming right out of the pike today. Stephen, uh, one of those viral tweets happened again yesterday at some point. You know, I just kind of, you never know, Stephen, what will catch on. But I was reacting to the big news that broke yesterday. Urban Meyer decides to become the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, Stephen, this is a this is a monstrous move for that organization. And it's also that owner, Shad Khan. I like Shad Khan. He just kind of has this real man of mystery look to him. Has that mustache, that kind of curly Q mustache on the end. Just kind of has that look like, ah, I'm Shad Khan. You know, I'm I'm doing some I got some I got an interesting life. I got my yacht out here. Shad Khan is kind of an international man of mystery. 
and he got this thing done with Urban Meyer. I mean, this feels almost like Jimmy Johnson when he was going to the Cowboys. You'll say it's the Jags, Matt. It's the Jags. Hey, Urban Meyer is probably a top five coach of all time in college football. Who do you want to say? I mean, obviously it's Saban, Bear Bryant. I mean, I'm going to give Eddie Robinson his due out there at Grambling, Woody Hayes, Bo Schembechler, wherever you want to go with this thing. Paterno, can we still mention Paterno? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, oh, I mean, my hero, Grant Taft, of course. But Urban Meyer, when it comes to success and it comes to winning titles at different places, at three national titles, I mean, he's up there. He's up there as one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Which of these guys has been able to then go to the next level and do it? Doesn't always happen. Bill Walsh did it way back in the day. People point to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had already been, you know, a, a an NFL coach before he went back and had all that success at USC, okay? It did not work out for Saban. Saban had been in the NFL, uh, you know, went to the NFL to become a head coach, from back from college to the NFL, and then uh, didn't really work out in Miami, comes back, and he, he, he truly is, love him or hate him, kind of like, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. I'm sorry. I mean, did he cheat? Did he do this? Whatever you want to believe. Is he the greatest of all time? I think so. I think he is. And I think you have to say that about Nick Saban in college football. But this, Stephen, this was big. Now, Stephen, did you did you catch my tweet? Did you catch it kind of live or did you get it later? When did it? When did it kind of come across? Your uh, desk? No, it's pretty close to live, and I can always tell when it's going to go off based on a couple things. One is I saw it, and you had tweeted it about five minutes ago, and it already had like almost a hundred retweets or something. And then okay. also, when I look at the replies and I see the amount of people that think you're serious, that's when I know that there's that your tweets reaching folks that might not exactly understand the Mosley brand to humor and follow you all the time because it feels like all these, all these viral sports tweets come with a, a group of folks that don't really understand sarcasm. Yeah. Although this one, one of the things I've had to kind of learn, I, I you have to be really <clears throat> struggling in life to, to take this one a, as reality. I mean, th- to me, this one was pretty straightforward that I'm having some fun at Urban's uh, expense. Um, okay, this is the tweet. Uh, Stephen, would you like to read it? I kind of like when you read my tweets. This is one of the great, one of the great segments we do. We, I, along with Stephen, when I ask you like what time things are, what time Baylor game that used to be <laughs> one of our favorite bits. But we've been told that Mosley needs to learn the times things start. Okay, so we can't that bit. That bit has been, the kibosh has been put on it. I mean, never mind I've had, you know, 15-year career in radio, top five market in the land, but but we, we can't do that anymore, Stephen, okay? Well, this, seg- this segment's called Stephen Reads Matt's Tweets. Here, here's from last <laughs> night. Uh, it goes like this. Urban Meyer has not set a timetable for when he'll vow not to coach again. <laughs> okay. All right. There it is. Urban Meyer has not set a timetable for when he'll vow not to coach again. I hope people understood. We're having some fun there. And it uh, that thing rifled around the country. 
And uh, Stephen, should I at the end of that? Should I put like at sixteen sixty? Should we take credit? Should I? Should the station? I think a lot of these times the station doesn't want credit for all this. You know, when we get one of these viral type tweets. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But uh, but yeah, Urban Meyer is back, uh, or he, he has gone to the NFL. I don't know if it's going to work. I find it fascinating because guess what he gets to do? I mean, Jacksonville not only has the allure of the number one pick overall, and they're going to take the man with the beautiful hair. Stephen, have you ever said that about you? Is it ever in McGregor? Stephen, you have beautiful hair. <laughs> no, it doesn't come up that often. Kristen doesn't say that some nights. Honey, you have beautiful hair. Um, you don't have to answer that, Stephen. Trevor Lawrence is going to become. The first pick overall, and so the, the pairing is is already a fascinating one. And this head coach, Urban Meyer, I mean, it's he is easy to punch. He's easy to make fun on Twitter. Got a very punchable face. Got a very uh, smug demeanor, okay? But the, hands down, like, if he had gone to Texas – we were all going to start taking University of Texas football serious again. Like, seriously, we would, have, we would have gone crazy. Oh, my gosh. Urban Myers in the Big 12. I mean, it would have been, it's not like, oh, oh, Tom Herman's here. Oh, oh, Sark. Sarkeesian. Oh, look, they hired. They hired Charlie Strong. Like, those are hires. You're just kind of like, eh, okay, all right. I always like it, Stephen. Sarkeesian, the photos. I, the, the Texas people are like, this Sark is 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 smart he went to the texas high school coaches association they all do it they all do it good gosh if they don't show up to talk to the texas high school coaches they literally should be fired immediately we shouldn't all applaud for the sark showing up to meet with the hierarchy of the texas high school coaches association that's what you do and if steven i love it because our mask police they're out there the the people on they love to shame you if you take a picture with your family, if you take a picture with anybody, the mask police do show up. And, again, I'm a mask guy. I'm not an anti-masker. I'm a guy who likes to wear my mask, and I have since we were ordered to do so. I've, and I, even maybe before. I'm all for it. But I'm also not for constantly taking to social media to get on to grown men for posing for pictures together. If they want to do that and they want to take a chance of getting it, I, that's up to them, okay? I'm not there. I'm not even 100 miles from there. So I don't need to be worried about what grown men are taking pictures together. They're setting a bad example, man. What about those guys setting a bad example? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of bad examples out there. I could point you in a lot of different directions. I would say the hierarchy of the Texas Football Coaches Association, I'm not going to start there. All right, Stephen, um, I, I, I will give this higher – uh, to Jacksonville, I, I don't know if it's going to work. I give it an A-plus for a few reasons. This is an organization that literally has been almost shipped off to London. Hey, guys, will you all go to London again? Oh, can you all play three games over there this year? Oh, uh, people don't respect Jacksonville, Duval County, or whatever they call whatever they. I love that. God, now I can't. Duval, I'm trying to think of their, their mascot. They have a funny mascot. Jacksonville's mascot. I've always... Jackson D. Ville. 
that's what they call it, Jackson, and then and then D initial Ville. You're kind of a funny character. Steven, look up the Jacksonville. You'll like this guy. A funny mascot. Love funny mascots. But You're Jackson, right, Jackson Deville. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah, sunglasses yeah. on. He looks like a Florida man. Good mascot. I mean, it's just a really, I mean, Urban's going to love this mascot. But our Urban, now, Stephen, we, are we about three years away from one of those Urban? I'm just exhausted. I've got some headaches. I've got some migraines. I'm just exhausted. I can't do this anymore. I've got I've to go back home. Are we about three years away from that? You bet we are. But it's going to be a fun ride. And it's always fun to see if people that are massively successful at one level can take that to the pros. I mean, has it really happened since Jimmy? Well, yeah, again, people point to Pete Carroll. And, yes, he's been great. But, again, he did have a pro background before he went uh, to, to USC. Okay, he was even thought of as more of a pro guy. But uh, he's done it. It is rare, and there's a reason the great Bear Bryant, you know, he knew he was at the level where he needed to be. And he hunkered down, and he had, and Nick Saban has found that out, and he has done the same thing. And the coaches that kind of flirt with it quickly and learn how ridiculous it is, how, um, I, I would say Steve Spurrier was a great college coach. He was a, a laughing stock as a head coach with the Washington Redskins. Lou Holtz was an unbelievable college coach, both at Arkansas and Notre Dame. He had a stint in there somewhere where he went to the New York Jets as head coach. Not good. Not good. Embarrassing. You never know exactly how it's going to turn out. I would just say, Urban, you know, can that sort of CEO demeanor you know, can't, can't. obviously Rule desperately wanted to be in the NFL. Part of the reason is Matt Rule got a taste of it with the Giants uh, working for Coughlin, and that was it, man. It, it, you know, in his mind, that was the pinnacle. I think that's what happens is some college coaches kind of understand, man, this is the pinnacle. This is where I want to be. I love recruiting. I mean, it's either in your blood or it's not. And Rule, it was in his blood. But also, Rule um, just could, he he was infatuated with being an NFL coach. That's why even when Baylor won one game, he was interviewing with the Colts. He interviewed for head coaching jobs in the NFL uh, after every offseason and then ended up leaving Baylor after his third year. He never hit it. <clears throat> never hit it. He desperately wanted to be an NFL head coach. Does Dave Aranda want to be an NFL head coach? Steven, should I ask him that later today? Dave, is that... Is that ever crossed Dave, have you been involved in this NFL coaching cycle? Baylor fans jumping off bridges, jumping off the suspension bridge. No, Dave, don't, don't interview. I think we're okay. I think we're okay right now. I think Dave Aranda does love the collegiate level. Uh, but, um, but you never know. I mean, they're going to keep asking the Matt Campbells. Uh, they're going to keep asking the Lincoln Rileys. Stephen, there was even an interview request that went out to your favorite college coach, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. Northwestern had a pretty good year this year. Wildcats love a good pandemic. They function well during a pandemic. And, um, and, and Pat Fitzgerald was on the list of certain NFL teams. Stephen, did that, did that, make your, did that, did that kind of make you sick at your stomach? 
Oh, good for him. Pat Fitzgerald, philosophical leader. Told us that phones were bad for us, and now he's, you know, made a, a Big Ten championship game in a year that doesn't even really count uh, with his good defense. And, yeah, take an NFL job, Pat. Go 2-14. and 14. That'd be fun. Boy, I tell you, the anger this young man has toward Pat Fitzgerald. He's not, a big fan of, he's not a big fan of unions, so I'm not sure he wants to coach in the NFL. He's a great, great man, great coach. Pat Fitzgerald, I love you. Sorry about Simcox and, and the way he has approached things. All right, Dave Aranda coming out, uh, coming back with us a little bit later in the program. He's doing a Zoom call right now. Steven, should we just, should we tap into the Zoom and I could ask a Zoom question and then say, hey, Dave, can you get over here? We're waiting on you. <laughs> uh, I'll like tap you in and just, to, and just yeah. give, give them time checks. Like, Patch hey guys. me in. Go ahead. I'll just say, hey, guys, uh, we got like two minutes here. <laughs> got to get going. One more question. I like like I'm Taylor Bryan. One more question here, fellas. One more question. One more question. All right. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox rolling through a Friday afternoon, and it is divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. Two-game Saturday, two-game Sunday. Lots of excitement in the air. Let's talk NFL. Let's do it next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. A wind advisory in effect today. We are looking at some very windy conditions. Winds northwest at 20 to 30. We could have some gusts around 40 miles per hour as we go throughout the day. So again, two hands on the steering wheel. With sunshine around, we'll see highs top out at 57 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight. The winds start to die down. We drop to 30 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Should be a very pleasant day with a high of 59. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Big 12 basketball all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The second-ranked and undefeated Bears in action Saturday in Lubbock against Texas Tech. 2.30 for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Oh, it's me again. And uh, one of the things I like talking about, and boy, we do it, we're all the Alan Samuels uh, 
Studio Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Um, Alan Samuels in Waco. It's a new year, and uh, it's time for that new truck or car you've been waiting for. Incredible cash back offers, subprime offers. Got to check these out. 2020 Dodge Charger XST total values $5,670 or 0% for 72 months, standalone APR. 2020 Dodge Journey, the most affordable third row seating vehicle with total values up to $6,750. And then that 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo up to $4,250. Total values off. I drive the Jeep Grand Cherokee, enjoy it. Man, it gets me around now that I can drive again after this awful uh, cycling accident. I'm off the bike. I'm back into my Cherokee. Love making my way around Central Texas in that, and the, the lot up there. I love the service. I love going in there, and, I mean, the unbelievable amounts, like 50,000 square feet of space or something insane like that. That uh, And that's the reason they can get so many through there and take so many. And then, again, those 2021 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star total value $72.50 or 0% for 60 months or 2.9% for 72 months, please, plus a $3,000 total value back. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Hi, this is Earl Campbell, the Tyler Rose, ESPN, Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Mary Harden Baylor men's basketball team came up with clutch plays in the final minutes as the crew knocked off previously unbeaten Louisiana College 74-71 last night at home. UMHB improves to 4-3 overall and 1-0 in conference play. The Atlanta Falcons have made an offer to Arthur Smith to become their next head coach. New York Jets coming off one of their worst seasons in franchise history have reached an agreement with San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala to be their next head coach. Number six Lady Bears get back in action tomorrow night inside the Farrell Center taking on Iowa State. Tip is at 7 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Full slate in the Big 12 on the men's side tomorrow. Iowa State at number 6 Kansas. K-State at number 4 Texas. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. And number 2 Baylor at number 15 Texas Tech. That tip is at 3 o'clock and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Stephen Simcox. Look at this, Stephen. We do have a uh, we do have a new member of the local broadcast family. Our man Quillen. I saw. I, I was uh, seeing him tweet. Matt Lively, welcome to town. KCEN Sports. I mean, they've hired. They've had to hire about ten people with Canizales. I mean, he's left a huge void. No, he's fine. Everybody's doing great over there. This is KCEN, Stephen, okay? Welcome. I want you to welcome Matt Lively to town. Seems to be some kind of golfer. 
All right. Yeah, I saw that, Matt. Welcome to town. And, uh, yeah, it looked like he tried to, to maybe go pro. So we might have to get Matt on so uh, you guys can talk about, you know, golf a little bit. Because I know, mostly you were also a pretty good player back in the day and maybe had some dreams of playing for the Baylor golf team. But <laughs> other things they happen. On, they were only dreams. I promise you. <laughs> Although the late, great Gene Shields, former Baylor golf coach, used to work with me a little bit as long as he was by my side. My drives were straight and true. The minute he would leave me, they would they would become <laughs> wayward again. That's good, man. And Curtis is out here. I was looking at Curtis's timeline. I was hoping he was on this Zoom. You know, right before Dave was getting on with us, Stephen, I wanted to kind of monitor it and go, hey, hey, what's he, what's he saying? But that one guy, Stephen, that is real good about, you know, like typing everything out and, and transcribing things. I thought I thought after my accident and all the compassion from Central Texas and everybody reaching out to me, I thought I would be unblocked, still blocked. Oh no, still, still blocked. <laughs> I was so nice to that guy, like it's unbelievable. Like, why would you block a person who was like incredibly nice to you? Okay, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. We are awaiting Dave Miranda's call, and uh, Dave's on a Zoom call right now. Stephen, take a peek at that, uh, at somebody, you know, look at that Zoom, see if there's anything, because you never know. Dave may break some news on there that we need to ask him about. I would hate not to be able to do that. Werner, you know Werner will be tweeting things out, so let's, let's definitely check him. All right, right now, though, we need to talk about NFL divisional round. Man, this is when it used to get exciting. Stephen, this is when this round is the one – a couple of years ago, I jumped on a plane and I was out in, uh, I was out at the, uh, before the Rams opened their new place where they used to play at the Coliseum. That was the divisional round, Cowboys versus Rams. Steven, can you imagine that? A time when the Cowboys used to go to the playoffs and, uh, and there was Rod Marinelli, there was the rest of them, Chris Richard, the whole gang, and we were all gathered there to see if they could take down the evil McVeigh and the Rams, and they couldn't get it and done. And they That's could not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. In the story of the Cowboys in big games for the past 20 years, they could not do it. Oh, man. That is, uh, that is true. All right, Stephen, let's take this just exactly like you have this. And, uh, Stephen, I love this. Rams at Packers, Okay. That's one of our that's one of our Saturday games, okay? And right now, Green Bay favored by six and a half. Second biggest, second biggest line of the weekend. Um, I I gotta say, I am. If I could get that thing to seven, I would definitely take the Rams. I have. Uh, I, I love what the Packers have done. I love Aaron Rodgers when he's just kind of angry. But the Rams, what they'll do to you is they've got one of the greatest defensive players of all time. In fact, Troy Aikman recently said that Aaron Donald, he thought, he said, I played against Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor. And I still think this guy is the is going to go down as the greatest of all time. The greatest. Now, was he talking about just the lineman or the greatest defensive player of all time? My gosh. That is, that's really, really impressive uh, what he said about him. Stephen, uh, give me, you know, 
usually this time of year, huge, huge. Uh, that, that's a big-time home field advantage for the pack. They're not going to get many people in there, maybe a friends and family type deal. I, I, we, I, we'll have to look at the weather. Matt, you want me to check the weather real quick for you? Yeah, you know. yeah, gr- yeah, Green Bay weather, although I think, Stephen, management wants me to have all this weather memorized. <laughs> they do not like me to ask you things. So tomorrow afternoon uh, it's going to be – 35 degrees and clear. So not bad for Green Bay in, uh, in January. 35 degrees, clear, no snow in the forecast at that's the moment. A, that's like Green Bay in May. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams to cover the six and a half. I mean, if you could bet that thing up to seven, if you can find a friendly local bookie, just kind of call out there to McGregor. Stephen, I'm sorry to impugn your, uh, your neck of the woods. Let's call out there to Marlin or um, Crawford. There's, there's got to be a couple of bookies out there in Crawford. Call out there to Clifton. I know some folks out in Clifton. I got family out there. Find you a bookie in Clifton and see if you could get that thing to seven. Really, would that would be helpful. But at six and a half, I've got, um, I've got the Rams to cover that, and I am close to picking the Rams to win this game. The problem is – they got a quarterback with a bum thumb, so give me the Packers to win. Yeah, Jared Goff going to play uh, Wolford out. Golf does have that thumb injury, as you mentioned. He, he made some great points. And that Rams defense, Aaron Donald, and then, you know, I almost, I almost feel like he's done this quietly, but Jalen Ramsey's done a great job on the outside there as well. Shut down DK Metcalf last week. Uh, he'll match up with Devontae Adams on, on Saturday. But I just – Rodgers has been so good, even with this kind of – anonymous cast for the most part. LaFleur has got him to buy into running the football more. That Green Bay defense is solid. I think the Packers cover this. They they look to me like the best team in the NFC. I, I think Green Bay takes care of business at home and covers that six-and-a-half-point spread. All right, all right. Covers the six-and-a-half. We we differ on that one. And, boy, I may, that may come back to haunt me. Ravens at Bills. All right, Ravens at Bills. Man, I get excited about that. That, that kind of affair right there because you got the greatest running quarterback maybe since Michael Vick, and he can also fling it around. He can sling it around a little bit himself, but the Bills have a great one in Josh Allen. you got just an incredible quarterback game. And uh, But, but I, I'm, I tell you what, I, I kind of like this feeling I'm getting around the Ravens right now, this us-against-the-world mentality. They finally got over the hump with Lamar Jackson winning a playoff game is only his third, but whatever. He's one and two in the playoffs now. I would go, I'm going to say Ravens to cover, Ravens to win Ooh. in Buffalo. Oh, man, Mosley going against the Bills, the best story in the playoffs. Uh, I'll agree with you, though. Nothing gets you right like the Cowboys' defense. And after Lamar Jackson uh, made Leighton Van Der Esch, like see three different guys and ran for a touchdown – um, that that Ravens offense has been rolling ever since. That Bills Colts game was closer than I thought. Indy had a chance to knock him off. I like the Ravens to win outright. <laughs> After the game, would you like it if a Ravens player said, "We just want to thank the Dallas Cowboys for getting our mojo back." <laughs> I want to thank Jalen Smith <laughs> for getting us in the right frame of mind, giving us some confidence. Cowboys linebacking core got our headspace back where it needed to be. Browns at Chiefs. Browns 
at Chiefs. All right? Um, I well, fascinating stuff here. Fascinating stuff. You've got Big a line. team. Big line. You got a team with just bereft of of playoff pedigree. I mean, it's been forever going against the team that I would say still. It all, no matter how good you say some of these other teams is, everything goes through Kansas City. The Super Bowl goes through Kansas City at Pat Mahomes. You know it. I know it. And, um, oh, good, we're getting closer. Two questions left with Dave Aranda, and then we'll have him. Steven looks like I would say probably for our 40 segment. So we'll do this quick and then be ready for him. Get out, take a little break, and then Dave will call us. Browns at Chiefs uh, 10. I am going to go ahead, though, and take the Browns to cover the 10. I mean, I like the story. I like the Stefanski getting out of the protocols, getting out of the protocols, getting back in there, some of the coaches, some of the players coming back. Uh, I, I, I just like the Browns story. So give me the Chiefs to win. Give me the Browns to cover the 10. That's too big. That's too big for the divisional playoffs. Give, what do they say, Stan? What do you say? Give Put, some respect, on, put oh, some respect on my name. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like the Browns to cover also. This this running game, you know, they're not pushing Baker Mayfield too much. They just kind of let him manage the game, allow him to not make mistakes. Um, and the Chiefs, like, I, I think they're definitely the favorite in the AFC. It, it's going to go through Kansas City. Uh, but they've had, I mean, they've had a number of close games this year. They haven't just been rolling people week in and week out. So I think this line's too big as well. KC wins, Browns cover. Well, I like that. Steven agrees. All right, getting you ready. Dave Aranda joining us live here in just a little bit. Uh, Bucks at New Orleans Saints. That's a three. Saints favored by three. It's not that the same type atmosphere it usually is there. Love Tom. Tom terrific going back there. Boy, he's got the – they both have great playoff pedigree. Tom has the best. Drew's won one. Tom's won six. Tom has six rings. Uh – Give me the give me the give me the Saints to cover. Give me the Saints to win. Yeah, I like the Saints to cover. It's hard to beat a team three times, but they just really seem to have the Bucks number match up with them well. I like New Orleans to uh, to get past Tampa Bay and cover the spread. All right, there it is. Our divisional picks, and we want to hear from you guys. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Hit us up on the text line. We want to hear your picks for the weekend. Your favorite games. Give us your reasoning. This is the fastest hour in all of sports. Dave Aranda, head football coach for the Baylor Bears, joins us next. Recently on Game Time. We're going to welcome in the director of athletics, Ed Love. Coach, how are you? And uh, happy new year. Well, I tell you what, my brain's about to bust right now. We've looked at so many applicants. So both of these positions are a top-notch job. Both of them, I really see a bright future for both of them based on what we're looking at as far as the younger kids coming up, the middle school kids, and the all up to the ninth grader. So this is going to be uh, two outstanding coaching positions for whoever we choose. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Why not start off the new year in a new Ram truck? The Start Something New sales event is in full swing at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Right now, take $10,000 off MSRP on a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star with 12-inch touchscreen and 20s. Or $7,000 off MSRP on a new Ram 2500 Crew Cab Bighorn. Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority. So make that short drive and let us prove to you why it's always cheaper and easier in Cameron. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Mary Harden Baylor men's basketball team came up with clutch plays in the final minutes as the crew knocked off previously unbeaten Louisiana College 74-71 last night at home. UMHB improves to 4-3 overall and 1-0 in conference play. The Atlanta Falcons have made an offer to Arthur Smith to become their next head coach. New York Jets coming off one of their worst seasons in franchise history have reached an agreement with San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala to be their next head coach. Number six Lady Bears get back in action tomorrow night inside the Farrell Center taking on Iowa State. Tip is at 7 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Full slate in the Big 12 on the men's side tomorrow. Iowa State at number 6 Kansas. K-State at number 4 Texas. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. And number 2 Baylor at number 15 Texas Tech. That tip is at 3 o'clock and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Now joined by head coach for Baylor, head football coach Dave Aranda. And uh, Dave, did you uh, did you wonder did you wonder what happened to our? Uh, we had one of the greatest uh, local appearances in, in radio history. We had a, a fun chemistry going at the first of last season. You would come on every week and every Thursday, and I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. And then one day, Dave, you just didn't hear from Mosley anymore for about three months. Did you (laughs) – did anybody tell you what happened, or did you think, oh, Mosley got fired? (laughs) I'm just glad that everything's okay and that we're all right and we're we're back at it. I'm I'm happy for that. Okay, and – just know I'm, I'm my my next investment is going to be an indoor cycle, Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was ugly, but man, it is uh, it's great to be able to visit with you again. And uh, it's uh, these are these are really interesting times, exciting times. I want to talk about some of your uh, new staff members, but I also wanted to. Uh, you know, this is interesting. Yesterday, the enormous story became Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. And, uh, and, and obviously, the coach at Baylor before you, Matt Rule, uh, has gone on to coach for the Panthers. I mean, is that when you see these things, college coaches, um, does, has that ever uh, gotten you excited, you know, the, the seeing another college coach? I mean, now you see it made me laugh thinking about you and Joe Brady. You probably knew him when he was, what, 28, 29 years old, right. and suddenly right. he's, uh, <laughs> he's interviewing for head coaching jobs in the NFL. I mean, is that ever funny to think of yourself at, like, 28 or 29 and think, oh, would I, would I have been ready to be a head coach at that point? Well, you know, it brings up uh, when I think of all of it, and I think of uh, two distinct paths. I, th- I think of the—I don't know if it's the right thing to say. You know, boy wonder the the X and O, um, whether it's a new trend or it's just a um, incredible way, you know, way to communicate. Maybe a simple concept, or maybe it's an insight. Maybe it's a way of just seeing, you know, scheme and. Um, the football pieces in a different way. So, you know, you're looking at um, Coach McVay, you're looking at uh, Joe Brady. There's a few guys that meet that type of criteria. But then I think the other is the culture be- the culture uh, builders, right? Uh, guys that just really spend time on 
you know, process and spend time on doing things, the little things right and holding people accountable and building up a team identity. Those are really almost two separate paths. And I think you're seeing that with guys that are jumping from, from, um, from college to the NFL. And uh, just so I can uh, calm our Baylor people, this is not uh, Dave. You still wake up every day thinking about making Baylor better, right? You don't. You don't dream of being an NFL head coach. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah, I, I think what, just like the, I see, like with Coach Urban Meyer, like I'm. I'm excited for him. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk with him uh, throughout just my career. I have a lot of respect for him. You know, I think he's got a great mind, and I, I'm. I'm hopeful that um, the transition he makes is a good one. Um, I think, you know, in his heart, um, you know, he wants to, he, he wants to uh, uh, treat people right and have success and all of it. So I hope that he's able to find a piece to do that. And then I think, you know, um, like what we're talking about with Joe and just, I've always been a big fan of Joe. I think he's uh, Joe Brady and he's got just the, the intelligence and just the, the ability to listen and learn on the fly. I think that's another quality of some of these guys that make that move is, is that the, their ability to learn and grow. I think there's some, I think that's a skill and a real, and a talent for some. I think for others, it's a necessity and, you know, I wish you had it, but then for, for these guys, it's, it's something that from day one to day two, they're off and running, you know, and so it's cool to watch it the, um, from the outside in, but, we uh, over here we've got a lot to work on ourselves so looking forward to that work all right talking to dave aranda baylor uh, head football coach um dave when you uh, made the uh, moves you've made and the main one obviously was to bring in a new offensive coordinator you, you never obviously want to do that after one season I, it was an unprecedented crazy covid we all get all that but what was the what was the biggest determining factor in you deciding hey Rather than just attribute this our our numbers or whatever to COVID, we need to we need to make a, a an important change here. What do you what were the two or three biggest factors that led you to that? I think just fit uh, being number one. You know, I've got I have a lot of respect for Larry Fedora, and Larry and I are friends. I consider him that. Um, I learned a lot from Larry, and I still do to this time to this day. I'm I count on. I see Larry as a mentor to me, just the, the, his knowledge and his, uh, his view, particularly from a head coach perspective is strong. And, um, you know, a lot of the times we talk about things, you know, he, he, he would be right, you know, and, um, I would go back and, and, you know, ask him this and ask him that. And, um, I, I I appreciate and I kind of miss those conversations, but I, I just feel as a coordinator, um, you know, the fit um, that we've got now, you know, we had, we had to make that move. And I think the, um, so that's number one. And then I think two would be the identity that the offense brings now. And so that, so, you know, we're going to be a wide zone team. We're going to work hard on, on the stretch play, and um, you look at just whether it's West Virginia and they're three-three and they're shooting the backer here or there, or it's TCU and they're twisting or stunting away from the back, maybe sometimes to the back, and Oklahoma's probably twisting or stunting or stemming every play. I don't know if there's a league where there's more front movement 
than this league. I don't think there is one. I think some of it is maybe there's there's you know I think there's a fair amount of of D linemen that are are when when we're when whatever school is recruiting them in this league, they're not done growing. So if there's a projection of hey, you know, six four, two fifty, he's gonna get to two ninety. And so I think what ends up happening is when it's that way, you know, there's at points along the way to get to that end weight, you know, the anchor point ain't there. I think there's some other leagues where if it's six four, two ninety, you're recruiting them right out of high school at that at that weight. And so there's less movement, there's less twisting stunning. Here there's a ton. And I think there's the scheme that best fits that is to let them do all that in the middle and then stretch it and crease them, right? And so just pick up the zones. Don't work to the man, but work to the area. Pick them up as they go and get the back stick his foot in the ground and hit it. And so I think, you know, Iowa State had a fair amount of success with that. I think Oklahoma at times had success with that. We're going to we're going to um, really try to feature that. And you look at the BYU tape, it's it's, it's impressive to see. And, and Jeff's always been a, a big proponent of that, Eric too. And so uh, I think we're going to have some of the best people in the country coaching it and teaching it. So excited for that. Then the play action pass and the uh, RPO element, I think, is a big one. I think, you know, two of the hardest things to do in college offenses, especially in our league, is to run inside zone. Where with all the movement you got to put, you got to ID something. Is that the rusher? Is that the rusher? Do I do I thick it? Do I thin it? Do I push it? Whatever it is, um, the wide zone takes that off, um, takes that away. And then, you know, the other hard thing to do is to drop back pass. And so again, same thing. Who's coming? Who's going? Just the more uh, messier a defense makes it, the more you've got to be really on it in terms of, uh, hey, they don't, they know it's pass. We know it's pass. Can we protect them? And you know, that your ability to RPO and to play action pass off of a real effective wide zone run game to really get the second level running and then throw it behind them, I think makes sense. And so, um, you know, I think from an identity standpoint, it's a, it's a match. Talking to uh, Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach. What was, speaking of a match, um, Alignment is something that comes up a lot in college football, and Jeff Grimes has talked about that with you and your philosophy. Uh, you you guys were together at uh, at LSU. What was it about? What do you remember back then? And and obviously the guy had an unbelievable quarterback. They developed Zach Wilson into uh, and, and had a monster year at BYU. It's not hard to think why you would want to hire Jeff Grimes. But what was it personality wise uh, that that? That it really kind of drew you to uh, Jeff Grimes, even back uh, in those days when you were uh, defensive coordinator at LSU. Yeah, it's a good question. I think Jeff he makes people better. I think um, you know I, the way that he would treat the way that he treated people. You know, there would be there are some times and there are some times there where there are some down year down games, down moments, and um, you know Jeff never got down. Um, and then there's good, good, real good moments. And Jeff never really got too high, and so he just kind of kept his head down, and kept working. I appreciate that. I think you know, um, I think I remember him being there early in the morning. I remember him being, being there late at night. I remember um, just the level of detail when you'd ask him something. Yeah, I remember you had to have all of uh, your 
your uh, T's crossed and your I's dotted and the whole thing because he would logically go back and take you through it. And so you had to be on it. Um, so I appreciated that. I think um, his players loved him. And so there's real, real. Um, there's a great relationship that they had with with him. They trusted him, and then you see just with his family. I think you know just the the dynamic there and the the love and you know his uh, wonderful wife and great kids and the, the, you could see the love there, man. And so you knew that um, you know this is the this is the real McCoy. And so excited for him and just how he is going to make both our coaches and our players just better. Yeah, and, and boy, having played football in Texas and that kind of thing, there's a, you're right, there's a lot of built-in intangibles with uh, with Jeff Grimes. Talking to Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach. Dave, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, the, the uh, departure of Charlie Brewer. That's a guy that uh, when you came in here, I, I think you all hit the ground running and, and – uh, going through all these tough times, I think you always cited Charlie as an incredible leader. I would have to – I mean, I'm sure the hope is that this is good for all parties involved, and he goes on and, and, and has a great season at Utah. But how did how have you kind of worked through the emotions of losing such a great leader, but then also, you know, knowing, hey, the, the excitement of you're going to get a younger player who's going to have to step up and play for you? Yeah, I, I want to say, you know, it was after that last game, and – um it was maybe it was that that night um I got a text from Charlie saying, "Hey, can we meet in the morning?" and I figured you know you figured you know what that is, and so we met in the morning and um he he talked about his wanting to uh to uh to transfer and you know I expressed to him just um how much um I respected him and uh, you know, I, I I valued just his um, his character and his uh, his uh, approach to the game and his approach to practices and all of it. When I know it was really really hard for him, you know, and um, I think it was at a certain level it was hard for everybody, but I think particularly, um, you know, Charlie had some noise coming at him and. Um, as much as you know, I or you know the people that, that loved loved him and cared for him here tried to protect him from it. I, I'm you know that stuff seeps through, and when I'm talking to him, um, you could see it. You know, you could see just the effect that it had, and so I'm happy for him. You know, and I told him that I want him to be uh, to be happy, and I think um, you know a fresh start for him is a real positive thing, and I think he has. Uh, He's got a lot of football still in him, I believe, and I'm always going to be a Charlie Brewer fan. Yeah, and I think uh, most Baylor fans, sometimes we focus too many on the people that uh, say negative things, you know, and, and, and sadly I think even players uh, succumb to that sometimes, the, the so-called haters, rather than all the people that are saying kind things uh, and are very supportive. Do you have any interest, uh, Dave, in – in looking at the portal for a more experienced quarterback, or do you is this one of those situations you feel like, hey, we've got uh, enough talent coming in here and have enough talent that uh, we think probably the starter will come from from our in-house guys? Yeah, I feel good about our group. I think we've got a really talented stable of guys, and I think I know that they are 
beyond motivated. And so, um, you know, I know that Gary is laser focused right now. I know that that uh, Jacob is as well. Uh, I know Blake's got. I met with Coach Rodriguez yesterday, and we're talking about um, making it work uh, this spring for some baseball and some football. I think Blake is that talented, um, and so I, I I'm excited to see um, to see him um, uh, mature and and take on a really strong role. And so I, you know, um, and then you got Kyron coming in who is has all the ability in the world, and so I think we're we, we are blessed that position and um, excited for um, for both uh, for both Grimes and then for Sean to to kind of get to work because I think we've got something special there. All right, talking to Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach. Stephen, go ahead. Coach, uh, another staff note, uh, James Blanchard coming back. I know he spent time with, with Coach Rule in Carolina, uh, and it looks like he hits the ground running, giving, getting a lot of offers out. Um, how, how did that go down, and what was it about James that it made sense to, to get him back on the scouting side? Yeah, I think with James, it's from early on, you respected the work that James did. His, um, I mean, just grinding through tape, finding guys, Right, we're on guys early. We're on the right guys. You know, there'd be certain times, just in the in everyone's career, when you're kind of, you know, you're you're the first guy to offer a guy, right? And he's from a little school, and and um, you know, where is it on the map? Oh, it's over here, right? Everyone's kind of been through that, just coaching wise. And then so people will say, "Hey, trust me, the guy can play." And then you know, you've got to you got to believe in that person a lot of times because you're putting it out there and, and and with James when he says that like I I totally trust him I believe what he says you know and and he has a knack um, for finding those guys the work ethic to find those guys uh, the love uh, to um, um, that the love he has for recruiting man comes out and so it's contagious and so um, I think the guy's a star. And so when it, when the when the chance came to get him back, um, that he was interested in getting back. I mean, we we're all in. So I'm thankful for for Mac Rhodes and our administration. We 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 um, we heard that he would, there'd be some interest coming back, and so we we jumped on it quick. Well, Coach, and, of course, uh, Vic Valoria, that hire is uh, – I mean, you can just look at the man and know that's the right hire for strength and conditioning. And I remember him at SMU, and he was a fierce competitor. So congratulations on uh, some of these moves, and, and it's going to be an exciting off season, and still have some uh, recruiting, some, some last-minute recruiting to do. But uh, great to be able to uh, visit with you again, and uh, thank you. Thank you for your time today. No, I appreciate you guys. I look forward to next time. There he goes, Dave Aranda, the Baylor head football coach, doing his thing. And, uh, man, I miss talking to him throughout the fall. One of the many things I, I miss, but uh, always very candid and uh, does a great job uh, sharing a lot and giving a lot of great insight and uh, one of the real genuine guys we've come across in this business. Okay, speaking of genuine guys, it's our pal J-Mo. He's standing by. He's like, oh, Mosley's late. Why is Mosley late? Well, I mean, J-Mo, I had the head coach on. I had to, had to let him finish up there. Uh, John Morris will be with you from 2 to 3, then stretch, then 
Tom Barfield, game time. It's all coming up next on ESPN Central Texas.